All right. So now that we've uh, just kind of sat here for a second, I'm glad that everyone is uh, having a good holiday holiday uh, break. This is always a time where, like, you know, it feels like the days sort of expand and how slow they feel. But then, you know, the end of the year is, is here before you know it. And then it's already the next year, like, in the blink of an eye. So mm-hmm. it's an exciting time. Are you going to Art Basel this year, Solo? I'm not, no. Oh, okay. plan to go to one of those art events, but just haven't pulled the trigger on that, too. Okay, nice. Uh, I'm personally going. This is uh, the first time that I've, like, been able to go and... I've wanted to go since college, so it's it's a pretty exciting experience. I'm really nice. looking forward to meeting a lot of the people that are going. Yeah, I know so many people that are going. Sounds like it's going to be really fun. Yeah, for sure. Do you um ha- have you gone to many uh, in person events like for Web three stuff, or is it is that I, something that uh, you haven't really dabbled in yet? Haven't dabbled into that yet, but I plan to. You know, nice. I'd love to meet a whole bunch of these artists I've collected from. And is is that like because you just you haven't been like interested in going, or you're just sort of more of like a just, in person, like an online person with with this sort of sphere? What, what what would you say that it is? Yeah, online and just pretty busy most of the time. Okay. So, um, what 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 uh occupies a good amount of your time? What keeps you busy? Uh, NFTs mostly, but. I was working full time before, but I quit recently, just a few weeks ago. Oh, congratulations! So yeah, yeah. So now I'm just doing NFTs until maybe I find a new job. But I'm just taking it easy for now. Nice. What were uh, What were you doing beforehand, if you don't mind me asking? Or if you... yeah, I was just a manager at a okay. retail store in my city. Just something pretty easy, but it was nice. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think. Even though um, I've been grateful enough to, to be in a position where I, I've gotten by um, most months without, like, too, too much, like, scarcity or, or, or panic, um, having some sort of, like, reliability where you can always expect, like, a return on it is, is something that has become, you know, pretty desirable for a lot of people in an, in an unpredictable world. So for you to feel confident enough to go off on your own and pursue that, that's, that's really admirable. Thank you. Yeah, it was a hard choice, but hopefully it's the right one. Yeah. So um, what would you say has been the best thing since you did that? Uh, obviously, like making your own schedule and stuff, but have there been any anything unexpected that's happened so far? Uh, nothing unexpected. Just being able to spend more time with family and friends and my dog and stuff like that. What kind of dog do you have? I got a Corgi. Oh, She's like nice. Two years old now. Yeah. Cute. What, uh, what kind of coloring does the dog have? She's like brownish, like light brown, light brown and white. Cute. There's so many different colors of corgis nowadays. They're like one of the most popular breeds that gets like mixed, I feel like. Yeah. But um, corgis are really cool. You got any dogs? I do, actually. Um, There was this sort of crazy like situation that happened a while back where um, my ex and I at the time, we like fostered a dog from this one girl who just like ended up not being able to take care of the dog like at all and like didn't really understand its emotional needs or anything like that so one day we were like you kind of should rehome this dog like you don't understand like how tormented it'll be to live in an apartment when it needs to like be let out and like running around a field and stuff so she was like, okay, then you guys can find a new home for it. And we were like, uh, okay, I guess. So 
we found the dog a new home and it ended up being with my parents because they were a really perfect fit for it. And um, we've had him for like a year now and he's an amazing dog. He's a miniature Australian shepherd and um, his name is Cannoli. He's one of the best dogs that I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, He's so funny. He's so sweet. And it was just really sad to, like, know that he was in a home where he was, like, really sad and, like, anxious all the time and, like, with someone who literally, like, didn't understand what the dog needed on an emotional level and, like, a, a basic level. So it was just – it was it was an interesting experience, but he's he's been a great dog ever since we've had him, and he's, he's just such a better dog now that he's in the suburbs, like, in a backyard and not trapped in an apartment. Yeah, that's good that they went to your parents. So yeah, you can still see him and stuff. Absolutely, yeah. My dad, um, he recently retired, so like he he's had a lot more time to like, okay, yeah, devote to the dog, and it's it's great because he um he takes the dogs on walks and stuff, and gives them a lot of attention throughout the day, so it's it's perfect. Nice. Yeah. So, um, are there any other things that like you've you've wanted to do since you had a little bit more of uh, independence once? Or are there any things that you have your sights on now that you'll have a little bit more independence now that you've uh, like gone full time uh, doing NFTs and stuff? Um. Yeah. Next month, I might be going to Japan to visit some family. Okay. It's still undecided, but probably going to happen. That's about it. But that's going to be a real fun time. I was born and raised in Japan. Wow. I haven't been to Japan in around three years now, so it's going to be a great. That is very cool. Um, does your family that live in Japan uh, know anything about NFTs? Have you tried to uh, explain any of that to them, or has that not made it over there? Yet? You know, I've tried, but they just they just don't get it, you know? It's just hard to explain it to them. Yeah, you know, it is, it, it's something that not uh, every person is, is ready to grasp yet. I think there are a lot of moving parts that uh, don't exactly connect for or like resonate with some of the people from, from older generations. That was one of the conversations I was uh, having yesterday uh, at, mm-hmm. at Thanksgiving with people, like trying to trying to explain some of the things I've been doing. And they're like, are, are you good? Are you, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine, guys. Like I've been, I've just been doing my own thing independently and it's been like going all right so it's been, it's been a really like interesting experience just seeing how, how different people perceive the space and like what goes on in it yeah the only person i've been able to get into nfts is my dad he he kind of understands it he has like a computer background and everything so okay he's, he, he likes it just nice. hasn't had any many wins you know yeah man it's it's tough out there there, yeah. there are a lot of things that seemed really good, you know, not too long ago that kind of crashed and burned pretty quick. Yeah. So um, with that unpredictability in the space, what would you say is one of the main things that, that you uh, look to to sort of combat that or, or one of the things that pulls you through when you see someone who doesn't experience a consistent uh, string of wins? Um, you know, I would always tell people to just buy stuff that they like and that they can afford that's what I was doing when I first started, and it worked out. Just like any like anything I buy, like I'm fine if it goes to zero since I still like the piece and everything, and I like the artist. Right. Like if you're buying if you're buying stuff that you actually like, then you don't really like lose in the end. If you were buying it to be something that like you enjoy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think there are a lot of people who, who kind of get lost in that. And I think that's where a lot of the frustration comes from. Even if like, you know, they buy in at a higher number and it, it drops. It's like you, I thought you were buying because like you believed in it, not because you expected to get money like back from it right away. It's yeah. Like, and just chasing the pump. Exactly. Like which of those two principles do you actually believe in? If you're getting upset that like you haven't necessarily been able to get your exit liquidity. So, um, I remember I've listened to you, uh, speak in, uh, Tijo's rec room, shout out Hilda. Um, <laughs> they're not, I don't think they're in here right now, but, uh, shout out the rec room, love hanging out in there. Always a great group of people. Great discussion. Um, you had mentioned that you had gotten started in crypto and like web three or, or, um, NFTs through top shot. Would you mind taking us through that journey a little bit? Yeah. So early 2021, probably like march or april i discovered top shot and then i just dove right in was buying the packs for like nine dollars and flipping those for like maybe a hundred two hundred dollars made a good amount of money in top shot and a few months later maybe like a month later i discovered like ethereum nfts and stuff like that and then that's when i was like okay i'm just gonna go all in on this withdrew everything and then just started getting into like pfp projects buying like that flipping that for more profit just stacking my ETH basically nice i saw you earlier rocking a uh, a chimpers pfp would you do you have a, a specific connection to that project it, it usually uh, says a lot about someone when they're willing to to rock a different pfp rotation yeah uh, i don't know why i changed i just felt like i needed a change but that's like really the only pfp project i'm really involved in just okay. I just love Timpers and Inside. The team's good. They're always building something. Oh yeah, just, yeah, and they look cool. So, can no, they definitely do, and especially the one that you have. I would I would say that that is a a pretty good one. And then, thank you. Yeah, the, the profile picture that you're rocking now is uh, that's one of the ghost pieces, right? Yeah, this was a ghost piece that a collector got for free by having like two of like the original ghosts, and they combined and made this one. Very but then cool. I traded for this one a few months back. Okay, very nice. Um, when you're in the space, do you feel that there are... Sorry, that's such a weird way to word it. <laughs> um, do you ever feel that like making lateral trades is, is sometimes just as valuable, if not more valuable, than like ma- than just like buying a grail piece outright from someone that, that you really uh, have been waiting for? Yeah, 100%. Do you think that that speaks to like the collaborative nature of web three in a collector sense, not just like a, a creator sense. Um, probably. Yeah, I would think so. That's pretty cool. So, uh, have you, you've, uh, been involved in the curation process a little bit more, uh, more so recently, right? Yeah. I've been trying to dig into it a little bit. Okay. Um, would you mind telling us a little bit about what that's like been or what that has been like for you or like what maybe, uh, your interest lies in over there, whether that's like a specific message or some sort of like specific idea, anything that you might just, you know, have on your mind about curation. Yeah. I just want to get like lesser known artists out there to more people, you know, just get them out there, get new collectors in. Cause there's a whole bunch of new artists that not a lot of people see. And it just sucks to see that, but they're creating like really dope art. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I th- I think that um, there's a lot of talent in the space, and there's just a lot of talent in the art world in general. And as access gets more and more universal, like 
just in terms of people being able to create and, and share things with a vast audience, like more readily, I think that that's only going to facilitate like more and more creatives finding that exposure, but also the, the potential chance to fall to the wayside if you're not necessarily a great marketer or you might get shadow banned for something you said or may not be the best on social media. It's a, it's a delicate balance to try to take advantage of, of these platforms for your, uh, for your greater good, you know? Yeah, it is. I have to agree with that. Um, would you say that there has been any sort of like trends that you've noticed um, in your favorite artists that like sort of connect them together in a, in a way that you feel like is uh, net good for the space? Like, is there any sort of like common habit that your favorite artists share that makes them stand out to you among, among others? Nothing that I can think of right now, you know? Okay. Um, who, who would you say, uh, are some of your influences when it comes to like, are there any sort of specific people that like you've seen their art collection that inspired you to like want to create your own or, or do you feel that there's any sort of like, not maybe a specific niche, but like any sort of styles that you really like to um, like curate together or collect in a, in a similar way? No, but there are a few artists that I admire their collections. There's like, I would say, Probably like Max Carlon or like Reginald something. I forgot his full Twitter, but he has a great collection. There's honestly a whole bunch of great collectors out there. It's it's hard to name them all. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's one of the things that's also been a, a very uh, noteworthy thing about this space is that the connection between the people creating and the people collecting art is, is so close. And even though it might it might have seemed more personal, like... Uh, in the traditional art world, I, I can almost argue or, or see how a lot of people might understand that like so many of the artists in this space really want to give back to the people that create their work and support them. And I really just mm-hmm. feel like I have not seen that matched anywhere else. Yeah. Um, so what, um, what are some of your plans for the future that like you've just been really looking forward to, to getting yourself into? Is there anything that you're going to be doing before uh, the year wraps up that you've been really looking forward to? Nothing really, you know, I just, I do want to get a little bit more into like the curating process and stuff like that. <clears throat> but, cool. And is there any specific reason for that? Um, no, I just like art. That's about it, really. Hell yeah. I really like art too. Big fan. Yeah, big fan. Bojan, welcome up. Um, if you had any questions, uh, I'm sure we'd be happy to address them. Or if you just wanted to uh, say what's up, we're also happy to uh, listen to you speak as well. Yeah, what's up? What's up, guys? But I, I actually have a question. So, like, as a collector, like, I've seen, like, discussions about this, like, on a lot of threads. But, like, whether whether an artist should DM a collector, like, Shield their shield their work and where they shouldn't. Like I, I personally haven't done it, but I'm curious to to like get get your your take on it. I think that's okay, but there's like a proper way to show. You just don't DM them with like the link to buy the piece, and just not even like say hi or like introduce yourself, because I've collected a whole bunch of work that artists DM me about and. I met them, like we started talking and then we just got along and it just worked out. 
yeah 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 that that was basically like my my thought as well but mm-hmm. wanted to to have like your your opinion as a, as a collector but yeah yeah thanks thanks for answering that yeah thank you So um, what are what are some sort of things that you believe are like collector etiquette since since the topic sort of came up? What do you mean by that? Like, you know, what are, what are like um, good approaches or just like in general, like good um, ways to like facilitate relationships and connections and stuff like between artists and collectors? Hmm. I mean, just reaching out in my DMs and just starting a conversation, just saying, what's up? And then if we connect and I like your work, then usually I will try to support you in any way possible. There's, that's about it, yeah. Nice. And do you feel that like that relationship that, that forms between collectors and artists in uh, Web3 is, is really special and unique in that way? I do think it's special, yeah. Really special. What would you say have been some of those like really unique experiences where you connected with someone in a, in a way where it just like immediately resonated between that person and like their artwork for you? Um, it's a good question. I met an artist that uh, he wasn't really getting any sales like before I started buying him, and then when I started collecting some of his work he really started blowing up, getting more people, getting more collectors and stuff like that. And then it turns out he's been to Japan and we connected about that and just stuff like that. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, welcome up, Terrell. Nice to see what's you. Up, Happy to what's have up? you here. What's up? I just wanted to say what's up to Wob, 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 Wob. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I appreciate what you did. I saw it. Um, like right when it had clothes, I was like, wait. <laughs> and there was like ten from you. I was like, Yeah. Legend. Legend. Appreciate that. No, yeah. I love the piece. Thank you. Terrell, it is uh fantastic to have you up here tonight. Congratulations on every uh win that you have had in the in the recent span of time. You've been absolutely killing it lately. Um is is there anything you want to say tonight? We're we're definitely very grateful to have you here uh spend some time with us. Uh I'm just super grateful. It's it's awesome. You know, it's a lot of it's a lot of good stuff going on right now. It's a fun time and I'm ready to have some fun. Absolutely. But now nah, well, I, I just want to know I, I want to know what uh what what internet cell wob uses cuz I always see them on everyone's bids just really early. <laughs> <laughs> I need that kind of internet. It's just spectrum. That's a, that's, a, that's a spectrum ad to me. That's an ad. I'm going to go cop. <laughs> Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. So, uh, so, Wob, we're also uh, we're almost about halfway through. Uh, well, we're almost at the seven thirty mark here. So, just a little recap for uh, anyone who tuned in late. We're here with Cell Wob, also known as Semicolon Man. I'm gonna start asking you some questions about that, if you wouldn't mind getting into that with us. Yeah. So, uh, who is Semicolon Man? Semicolon Man is a character that Tjo created in one of his pieces. And 
he made an interactive piece and if you like figured it out you got a free piece from him and so i figured that out got that this was a few months ago and then he made like a story where semi man stole the piece so then you got like a semi man piece and then ever since that i don't i don't know i just fell in love with the character and just started being semicolon man in the Tjo Discord server. What does semicolon man mean to you? If I'm being honest, um, nothing really. He just looks cool. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. Do you, Do you feel that that is uh, one of the like ubiquitous lines in artwork that sort of is always present, where it's like. Sometimes it just looks cool and like it doesn't really go all that much further than that. And sometimes it has like a much deeper emotional connection to you. But like, I think both of those things are equally as valid in terms of opinion. Yeah, 100%. Because there's a whole bunch of pieces I've collected that I like resonate with. And like, I see myself in the piece and I love it like that. Right. So what would what would you say is like, uh, one of the most important qualities for you when when buying art is it, it? I mean, is it really just like a case by case basis? You you sort of just go by feeling. Yeah, it's mostly like my gut feeling and stuff like nice. that. Do you feel that there are um, any wrong ways to like collect art? Is that is that a fair question? I don't I don't think there's a wrong way to collect art. I mean, as okay. long as you're not like buying stuff just for like a pump to come and like to sell it for more profit well i think that was definitely about to be my next question i was gonna say do you feel that even like just outright flippers are are people who are valid in in their collections as well or is it almost not even really a collection because it's so subject to like immediately being sold right away yeah it's it's not really a collection i would say i mean i'm not a fan of those people really so would you? I I would agree. I'm not necessarily a, a big fan of traditional flippers. Um, I've been priced out of many things that I've wanted at, at many different points in my life. Because yeah, it's rough. Um. So you know, obviously we're 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 anti uh, flipper here, but would you say that that sort of distinguishes like a a good artist is like that degree of personal resonation between them and their collection and what it means to them? I would. Yeah. Definitely. Very nice. So, um, what what are some of your other interests outside of uh, like Web three and stuff? Are there any sort of things that like you're interested in the outside world that overlap into uh, your your crypto stuff? Um, yeah, I was going to school for computer science a few years ago, but kind of just stopped going to that. Dropped out. But. Yeah. Other than that, like outside, I outside of that, I play like sports, like tennis, on my free time. Cool. So, um, do you have any favorite pieces of media that sort of inspire you in any particular way? Um, no, not really. Okay. Um, do you have any just favorite movies in general, or are you just sort of like a? You you stick to what you like and you don't really consume a lot of external. Yeah, media. no, I am a big movie person. Um, okay, cool. A favorite movie that's probably Interstellar by Christopher Nolan. He's the director. Okay. He's probably my favorite director right now. Very nice. But everything from him's great. Um, 
2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah. I collected a piece similar to that from Jameson, which is great. He's a great artist. Very cool. Would you, if there was anyone who has not gotten into Web3 yet that you would like to see um, get into it, who would it be? Just like anybody? Yeah, just, yeah, anyone who hasn't gotten into it that you, that you think might like do something interesting with it. Um, nobody really comes to mind since like most artists and people like I know that do stuff like that's already in Web3. Okay. Oh, Boyan, I'm sorry. I just remembered that your hand was up. I had gotten distracted. Uh, was there anything you specifically wanted to ask? <laughs> Yo, yeah, all good. But like you, you mentioned that you bought like a like a piece from an artist, and then they they got a bunch of sales. So I was gonna ask you like how much maybe like you, but also like the patterns that you've seen with other collectors. Like how much does it influence? Like, if a certain collector buys a piece from an artist and then, like, other collectors follow, like, how much does does that have an influence on, on, on the sales, I guess? Um, to me, personally, that doesn't influence me to buy a piece since I really only buy pieces that I like. So if, like, a huge collector buys it, I'm not really influenced to, like, buy it and, like, chase the hype and stuff like that. But I've there's people that do that so and it works out sometimes but yeah yep yep yeah i was i was just gonna ask that so yeah thank you for answering yeah thanks for coming up i was gonna say i think it also is like sort of like a case-by-case basis like i think it can just be sort of those events where like if it's a really good piece and the right person buys it it just gets more eyes on it you know i think that's one of the things that artists sort of hope for when they're when they're posting Definitely. their art to these platforms is that sort of exposure yeah and not that i think that anyone is creating art for that but obviously like that is something that you know certainly helps grow your your audience when you're when you're trying to sell on this platform what are some things that you've uh encountered in the space that really just like have have been a a, a problem that you've noticed for for a while or you know, necessarily uh, have been a challenge for people consistently. A challenge for what? I, you know, just I, I guess just in general. Like, what are some what are some things that since you've been a collector that you, that you've encountered that have left you with either like a not so great taste in your mouth or or maybe have been sort of like a, a not so great overall experience? Has there been any sort of like elves that you've taken or experienced that you still think about? Yeah, I've definitely taken a few L's, you know, more than I want to say, but there's a there was a there was an artist that I collected from. He he made pretty cool art and then he ended up being an artist for a PFP project that didn't do really well. And then after that, he he kind of just disappeared from the world and damn. Yeah. So that didn't really work out for me, but man, that stinks. But you know, I think we've all I think we've all been there where we've yeah. seen someone who who's d- done something that we really liked kind of just disappear. Yeah, it's all part of the game. Yeah. Do you think that that's so- that's something that sort of like plays to the nature of uh, anonymity in the space, where like people can sort of just change their mind one day and and pull the plug and almost disappear? Definitely. Yeah. As long as they're like anonymous, they can probably do that anytime. 
yeah it, it's definitely something that i that i've thought about how it like gets a little like spooky sometimes where like even if you 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 really feel like you trust someone we've definitely seen some cases where people have just sort of disappeared and been like man i i really can't believe that that happened i didn't expect that to come from that person mm-hmm. uh Bojan, i saw you throw your hand up again you got another question for us yeah so like how how important is it for you like for for an artist to be dogs and like does it does it add anything to you if you if you know that he's dogs and like dogs and he he can't do that type of stuff like leave and suddenly no one know, knows who who he is and, and what he does yeah no it doesn't really matter to me honestly because i i like to talk to like the artist before most of the time and just get their vibe and but i collect from a lot of anonymous artists so it's been working out so far. They're still here. Is there anything that you specifically enjoy about collecting from an anonymous artist? Is there anything that you approach differently when it comes to that versus someone who has their identity sort of uh, intrinsically linked with the work that they produce? No, not really, actually. Okay. What sort of... Um, hmm. What, like... It's it's so interesting when like you can think of art that just sort of exists without like a a faced uh, creator or like a known creator. What what would you say that your uh, your your thoughts are on that? Are it's definitely really cool. I would say that like you can just create art as an anonymous person, and you don't have to dox yourself ever if yeah. you don't want to. No, I think that is pretty cool. And like, um, if someone were to like be an anonymous artist, or is there any sort of piece of advice that you could give them if if they were to start just like dropping works under like a, a random alias? Because obviously, like, it, it almost sounds crazy to think about someone just starting something totally anonymously and like not really having it linked anywhere. Because it's like, if if you don't connect into your existing network, what where do you go? Like, how do you? get the attention on the artwork itself yeah that's definitely a tricky thing for the artist i'm i would just say keep creating and posting up tweeting about it and stuff like that and then you'll get people to retweet it and then more eyes will probably see it but it's definitely tricky to start with yeah i would i would assume so um do you think that like uh when it comes to doing something anonymously like it it speaks to obviously the nature of like the freedom of the space, just kind of being able to like do things and, and hopefully like they can reach the specific audience or prove the point that you want without really getting hung up upon the person who created it. Yeah, I do think so. Yeah. Are there any things uh, that you're looking forward to that you know that are coming out in the next year that you've been excited for? Um, just like in the space or in general? Yeah, I mean, why not both? Um, I mean, nothing I'm really looking forward to in the space, just new art from the artists I follow. I love seeing all their new work posted. I am excited for the the super air drop, or the airdrop nice. they're going to do next month, I think. I didn't get a pass, but I'm definitely planning to collect a few of those editions on secondary. Very cool. So when it comes to these platforms, what do you sort of feel like their uh, role is in like uh, helping maybe like anonymous artists or, or um, 
platforming those who haven't had like a super uh like successful marketing thing on their own like how much should platforms really be trying to look out for those people who are talented but maybe not the best at marketing i mean i don't think the platforms really help that much if i'm being honest to get their to get the artist's face out there like sometimes you'll see like really sick art on like the front page of foundation and super rare and i found artists i've collect from now that way as well okay do you ever do you ever feel like um there's any sort of like gaps in the space for like any of the things that you wish maybe could be more convenient like in terms of like um the 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 process of exchanging your tokens or anything that like you still just feel is like cumbersome or annoying or kind of clunky. I would say like trading NFTs. It's like, like a one-to-one trade. There needs to be like a better platform for that. Okay. Are there any areas um, of the space that you're specifically excited for the development of? Like, any of the more tech side of things? I know you had mentioned that you had done uh, computer science. Yeah. Um, no, nothing that I could really think of off the top of my head. Just really excited for anything new that hasn't been done before in the space. Nice, nice. What, uh, what would you say were some of the most momentous things that happened in the past year for you, since we're kind of approaching the end of it here? Yeah, um... Probably getting, winning like the Moonbirds raffle to Mint. That was probably my biggest win in the space so far. Nice. Just meeting um, all. The, oh no, you're good. Sorry. Yeah, and and just like as well, like meeting all the artists that I talk to now, like on a daily basis. That's been great. Just met so many friends and great people here. Yeah, I think that's also been one of my favorite things about the space. Is I've just found so many people who are genuinely interested in like the future of technology and art and sort of like bringing those things closer and closer together yeah because in a in a consistently like digitizing world it really is important to sort of have those things going hand in hand like the developing technology and the creative forces that Mm -hmm. you know sort of drive the media that gets created with it yeah um so I happen to have one of your semicolon man pieces. Um, are there anything that you could, is there anything that you could tell us about that or, or maybe the future of semicolon man moving forward? Yeah. You know, I might give an airdrop for everyone who got that piece, but it's just all something I'm just doing when I have free time. There's nothing really planned for right now. Nice. So would you say that like your involvement within this space has, has uh, increased your interest in creating things for yourself? Definitely. Yeah. Just seeing all like the artists create art. I'm like, you know, might as well just give it a shot and it's been fun. You definitely should because like you're surrounded by so, so much art. And I think that so many people like associate you now with like this niche art world, it would just be really fitting for you to, to get involved in some sort of way, shape or form. Yeah. Um, Boyan, I see you got your hand up again. What's going on? Yeah. So like, I was gonna ask you as well about physical pieces and like, do you, do you value like more, uh, a piece if it comes with a physical, maybe like print, because like, I know that 
people do a lot of like painting and stuff, but I'm more interested in the in the fine like fine art prints. Like the, does it does it add value to you or not really? Um no, it doesn't really bring more value to me, but it is always a nice thing to get if you collect a piece. I'm also a big physical fan just in general. Um I think it's really cool to have any sort of tangible like piece of artwork. Um I don't know about you guys, but when I was a kid growing up, I used to think that like the coolest products that would come out in association with like a movie or a TV show wouldn't be the ones where it's like fruit snacks in the shape of Jimmy Neutron's head, but it would be like the soda itself like from the Jimmy Neutron universe. And like I just think when they do like insular products like that for like market release, I think that's one of the coolest things. And I almost kind of feel like that's what people in like web3 are trying to do. Like they're trying to create these like super niche things for themselves that like really develop their own personal brand. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Um we we are approaching uh the 7:45 mark here. If anybody uh wants to come on up and contribute to the conversation, these are some pretty great vibes. I know that we would uh be happy to take more questions, be happy to just, you know, get someone else's perspective on on collecting art and the art in the space in general. This has been a, a great night. Um, so are there are there any things that you've wanted to talk about that you haven't really just like gotten the full uh, discussion to get off your the full opportunity to get off your chest recently? Um, no, not really, honestly. All right. Well, I see Burrito has their hand up. What's going on? Yo, I was wondering, um, what role does quantity have in um, in your collecting process? Like, how much weight do you put on? the quantity of a given piece do you like open editions do you like things that are available do you like specifically one-on-one collecting i mean i i do love collecting editions since a lot of those editions i've collected from our artists that i'm already priced out of and one of ones and stuff like that but i am i'm not really a huge fan of open editions but i do think they're good to get like the artist out there and to get more new collectors in but yeah do you think when someone does an, an open edition that's expensive, it's like a double negative in a way? Because, it, it, like, is that something that you as a personal collector, like, don't necessarily like because it's it's of its mechanics or whatever? Yeah, sometimes it's like, if it's a little overpriced, then I won't mint it. Like, I've seen an open edition happen from an artist that I follow, and it only got one mint. So, like, the guy got a one of one for, it was an all right price, but, yeah. Interesting. Um, what are, what are some sort of like auction styles that you prefer over like, is there a specific way you like collecting that's more exciting or more enjoyable for you overall? I do love auctions, but then like private sales are nice too, just especially collecting from like those artists that I've already talked to before, just reaching out to them about the piece, seeing how much they want for it, but then auctions are probably the next best yeah i think auctions really bring a distinct level of excitement uh to the event yeah i have only really won uh one direct auction and it was for my sippy 
And it was quite exciting when I when I finally had the opportunity to to win one of those. Yeah, the sippies are great. Sippies are in fact great. And speaking of sippies, uh, Slug has come up on stage rocking their sippy as well. If you had anything you wanted to say, Slug. Yo, what's up, Wob Wob Wob? What's up, Slug? Um, yeah, man. Like besides kicking off my auction today, that was amazing. It obviously, made my day. But like. Man, from like a collector standpoint, it's so wild because I think you're one of a few, like a handful, man, like one hand worth of people that I know that like really collects a ton uh, and like across a wide genre of art styles. And something I was curious is like, do you collect, I don't know, I just got back from a walk from out of breath. Um, a walk to the mailbox, by the way. Not very far. Um, I'm tired. But, uh, yeah, like, when you're collecting, do you collect things, like, that are kind of, like, a new style to you? Are you always, like, looking at new styles? And I guess where I'm going at with that is, like, um, know, like, what inspires you to collect? You know, like, where does the core come from? Like, how did you connect with crypto art and art in general? Yeah. I mean, I all I am looking for new styles all the time, but mostly what I collect is just something that resonates with me, and you know, if I love the piece, but like as long as I resonate with it, and like I just feel something about it, I'll usually pick it up. We got Jordan up here tonight. This is a this is a sight to behold. Yo, what's going on? I yeah. I, I just want to ask. Uh, well, I want to say two things. One, I want to tell you that whatever jazz you listen to, bro, amazing. <laughs> I literally just looked up non-copyrighted jazz music. Perfect. Second, I, I don't know, Bob, I don't know you at all, but I'm curious to why everybody keeps saying Wob, Wob, Wob. That shit is hilarious. Um, That's my foundation name. I changed it a few weeks ago, and then, you know, it just kind of stuck with me because it's just so long, and it doesn't even fit on the screen when you're looking at it. Yo, nah, that's hard, bro. <laughs> nice to meet you, gang. I'm Jordan. Yeah, nice to meet you, too. Jordan is one of my favorite people. I am very sad that he is not going to Art Basel this year. It would have been quite the event, but I understand he's got serious beef with Miami, so he's not going to be popping out there. But, you know, him and I are going to gonna chop it up sometime again in in the near future, so... Jordan is, uh, is like I said, just a, a joy to be around. He's always one of my favorite people to see at events. Awesome. Love you a million times, right? Absolutely, bro. I hope, I hope you were having a great night over there. All right. So uh, we also have uh, my good friend Kane up on stage. Was there anything you'd wanted to ask or uh, discuss, Kane? Yeah, I wanted to ask, like, how do you find like new artists? Cause like I, I see people like down in the listeners that I find like amazing artists and like ready. Like, so how do you find those people? Um, a whole bunch of Twitter and just going like down the rabbit hole of looking at like what other, what like the artists I collect from collect and then what they collect and just stuff like that. And just browsing foundation too. Sometimes I found a few artists I like, but yeah, mainly Twitter as well. 
Do you feel that there are any uh, one specific platform that anyone should uh, like prefer over the others? Or is it sort of just like whatever you feel most comfortable with, like just figuring out is what you should stick with? Yeah, I think you should just stick with what you're comfortable with and just make sure you're using like a manifold contract or using your own contract. I don't like pieces that are on an open sea shared contract. That's probably the worst thing. True. So what are some things that you think that like platforms overall could like improve just in a general sense? Hmm. You know, maybe they could have like a section for like new artists that like don't have too many collectors like they're brand new and just showing their work more that would be pretty cool or even some sort of like maybe just like aggregator of people who have just like like just recently posted something or some sort of like yeah people who have consistently posted but like not made many sales just yeah like a discovery section but just like using different sort of metrics to like filter who gets displayed yeah that would definitely be great but yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, Jordan, it's uh, it, it like I said, it's it's great to have you up here tonight. Uh, you don't necessarily speak in a whole bunch of spaces. Um, what is there anything that you have uh been excited about recently, like that you've been working on? Yeah. Um. Thanks for asking. But like, um, book which I'm actually finally getting prepared to drop. Um, I want to do a 2023, like, kind of rollout. I don't like to, like, talk about things that are happening, but, yeah, like, little rollout coming soon. Um, ashtray. Just a bunch of, like, physical things. I've been having a lot of fun in the crib lately. Just, like, oh, science yeah. lab. And, um, that is awesome. Big project coming out. Can't really talk too much about it. That's Okay. But you'll see some previews if you tune in. Okay. Always, and, uh, always here for the previews. Besides, besides anything serious, I do have an archive sale on Monday for Cyber Monday. Oh, okay. Yeah, little little cheap sales. Just a bunch of stuff that's saved in my files, you know. Nice. Been thinking about maybe doing a little something, something like that myself. Oh, yeah, man. I think you should. I, I was just going through my stuff and... Noticed I have, like, way too many pieces. So I'm just going to start, like, dumping yeah. archived, unfinished pieces just on Tez. Because uh, I fuck with Tez, honestly. No, I think, you know, I think that Tez is, like, a really authentic space to, like, put your work to to sort of, like, get your, your raw files out there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it's just, especially that, and it's just easier to just connect with people on just some... Um, a more like genuine basis. Nothing really like sale guided or anything like that. Just sure. Hey, ten says whatever here. No, it's a great point. I think um I think diversity in like where you release your work is also a great thing to to be mindful of as well. Yeah, I don't like to um I don't like to keep it too I don't know to one to one page i guess you know yeah for a while i was doing like only open sea and things like that but yeah i hate open sea yeah yeah <laughs> open sea is a big pain in the ass yeah it's it's the worst platform crazy because you know in my opinion i thought it was one of the best when i when i first started doing nfts and things like this and no they just shit it on me so oh yeah dude i you got uh impersonated not too long ago 
Oh, yes, 100%. There was a fakey Jordan out there, and they I don't know how OpenSea decided to just ban me, the yep. real Jordan, but, you know. Nah, just, dude, that was some crazy shit. I guess that happens, but uh, coincidentally, I just got the email today after two months of what? talking to them. Yeah, it kind of crazy. depressed me. I just read it, and I was like, yeah, I don't care about OpenSea anymore, bro. You're like two months old. Damn. What did they even say at this point? They just told me to, like, Sent a picture of my ID with like my wallet. I I was just like, bro, I don't, I just don't care anymore. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, dude, I'm sure they, I'm sure they let just like a lot of those things sort of like run out their, their attention span. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not really like focused on like platforms that aren't trying to do something major. You know, I think I definitely agree. There was a conversation earlier that was just about new platforms and I, I think that idea was great that Wob said earlier about just a section where you can like look at artists that don't have many collectors or brand new things like we just need a new platform in general true and I, I think that we've been seeing some some good stuff from from manifold um coming out and i think that as we continue to see more uh competitors to open sea rise up in the space it'll it'll be a net positive for everybody i'm just gonna be honest right here i might I might just drop a a big bomb right now, but I think Manifold's taking over. Oh yeah, no, I think I think I think in the next year, yeah, I think in the next year, Manifold, Manifold claim pages, yada yada yada, they'll be more important than at or at least equivalent to like a super air drop or something like this, you know? Yeah, dude, I definitely don't think that you're wrong. Uh, Wob, what do you feel about this? How do you feel about these sort of like platform battles? I, yeah, I do think Manifold is going to be huge, but they're already huge. But I True. think OpenSea is always going to be here for like the PFP projects, as bad sure. as that is. There's probably no getting away with that. But I do think Manifold is going to be huge for like auctions, like Jordan said. I could see that happening more. True. I've seen a few True. artists do that, but they did one like when it first came out, but I haven't seen too many recently. Yeah, I really fuck with the claim pages and things. I just started, like, experimenting with them, like, two weeks ago. And they're fun. I, I actually like them more than, like, posting in an old Foundry or uh, OpenSea or whatever, you know? I, I think it's way more personal. Yeah, it's much better, in my opinion. What are uh, what are some of the things that you're looking forward to in terms of, like, releasing your artwork, Jordan? Any special mechanics that you've been uh, trying to play around with? Yeah, I've been just messing with a few concepts on, like, you know, doing something different, new. I really love – big shout-out to Terrell. I really love what he did recently with the open edition oh, hell um, yeah. concept. And just things like that. Like, I'm just kind of just in the lab looking in the mirror thinking how hard can I push it, how, you know, how are we going to break that glass ceiling every day? Wait, do we have JD and Null out on stage at the same time in the same space? Good morning. What is going on? GM King. How you yeah. doing? How you doing? I'm just big vibing. I'm trying to figure out this goddamn 3D printer. You got a new printer over there? Yeah, but it yeah, this shit's hard. <laughs> yeah, man. It's a it's a complex thing making those physicals. You guys are pretty impressive with those. What printer do you get? Uh, I went with the Prusa i3. It came assembled, but now I got to figure out how to like calibrate it. So I'm like, I'm just smoking more weed at this point. 
That'll help. Wob, how do you feel about physicals? I know we we got into it a little bit earlier, but like, are there any sort of like three D physicals or or like uh, avenues that like you specifically feel are are really good for uh, physical displays or or piece collection in the physical world? Um, I do love physicals. I've I have a few paintings and stuff. I have one from Ego Dead, uh, one from Ram. That's probably one of my favorites. Wow, but. Yeah, I think, like, if you're, like, releasing a painting as an NFT, you should always include the physical. I think that's always a good plus. True. Do you feel that uh, you prefer one to the other at all when it comes to digital or physical? Do either of those hold, like, more weight for you? No, it doesn't, really. Cool. Okay. Do you feel there's any specific reason for that, or do you feel that maybe it just, like, keeps you open to like more things by by not having a sort of like rigid one way or the other type type view yeah it just keeps me open to like collect anything i like really nice uh no you got your hand up what's going on um that was a good question about physicals um how as a collector how do you sort of prefer the artist to request your address and information like that because i know a lot of people are sort of anonymous in this space so yeah. do you do you find just like through dms the best way or do you prefer the artist to try to find a way to get your information safely i would think dms are pretty safe i think and it really is just one of those things where like i don't think anyone that's going to collect from you will think it's rude that you're like reaching out to be like Hey, would you would you want a physical um, of this piece that I just made, or some sort of like reward? And like, even if they say no, like they don't want the physical, I don't think they're that anyone would ever be offended that you ask to like try and hook them up. Yeah, I mean, definitely ask if the collector wants the physical. Like, if they don't, I guess there's nothing you can really do about that anymore. But I think that's the best way. I agree. Word, yeah. I've um I've tried to do some, some fancy stuff to get like collectors information to like be smart about it I guess, but I guess it's just overthinking it too. <laughs> yeah, because I mean generally if someone's willing to collect work from someone, they're probably not gonna be offended if like they, they strike up communication in some way, shape or form. All right. Ooh, I, oh no! I have gonna say something? I didn't raise my hand though. I'm sorry. No, you're good. All right. Yeah. Quick question. Um, I guess to Wob as a collector. But yeah. how how do you care at all when someone you collect from like doesn't really have a relationship with you? Like, let's say you purchase a piece from someone randomly. And, like, reach out to them and say, like, you know, I love this piece, blah, blah, blah. And they're just, like, very dry or something in responses and don't really communicate with you. How do you feel about things like that? I don't know if it's happened to you or not. Yeah, no, it's definitely happened to me with a few pieces. But, I mean, there's literally nothing I can do about that anymore, you know. But I wouldn't say it's a bad look. Something that is non-communicative.
uh, we had dreams come on up. Dreams, did you have any specific questions or anything you wanted to say specifically? No, just want to pop in, say hi, happy Black Friday. Just, just, just got here. So, what's up? Word. Thanks for coming up. We're just uh, having a conversation with Selwab here about uh, art, collecting, and and Web three. Got a couple of our good friends up here contributing to the conversation. So, thanks for coming on up. Um, so while we've been here for about an hour now, again, thank you for uh, contributing. Thank you for everyone who has come up, uh, spending your, your holiday breaks with us, uh, tonight. Um, if you had the opportunity to like create a collection with any specific artists, is there any specific topic that you would want to cover or like something that you would want to bring attention to? Um, just like any sort of collection. Yeah, like, I I mean, yeah, what would be your ideal thing that you would be able to curate around a specific message? Or is there anything that you feel is really, like, important of a a talking point for you that you would want to create a collection around it? No, nothing I can think of. Okay. And so, like, with your curation, would you say that you, like, are just looking forward to the collaborative process between the artist and, like, the relationship that you form with them around the creation of that art or is there anything um in particular that you're looking to explore with curation if not um a message that you're trying to get out there oh yeah no i do think it is pretty cool because i've talked to a few artists like when they're working on a new piece they would ask for like my input and stuff like that and i'd help them finish the piece like telling them what they should add and stuff like that that's always pretty cool nice so would you say that you're even maybe interested in eventually like approaching the position of art director in the future for something like that? Or is really just like curation where you kind of want to keep it and, and have those relationships open with artists where like you can just sort of be involved like loosely in a way or, or have that insider uh, information? Yeah, no, I would probably just keep it, keep the relationship open. Haven't really thought about an art director or anything like that. Word. Um. Do you feel that, like, there's any advice that you can give to people other than, like, collect what you love and, like, don't overexpose yourself in the space? Like, maybe oh. maybe something that you wish that you would have known, like, as a new collector? Yeah. Um, that's a hard one. Probably just don't chase pumps and stuff like that. Um trying to think i mean like i said definitely just get what you want get what you like as long as it if it goes to zero you're fine with it true you got it you got to you got to deal with uh the purchases that you make at the end of the day yeah and don't overspend like if you can't afford it just just go on to the next one true that do you, do you think that, like, FOMO is one of those things that, like, just really is, like, a very, like, bitter uh, factor of the space? Yeah, there is a lot of FOMO in this space, definitely. And what are I've some seen... of the best tips that you can give to, like, maybe, like, mitigate that or, or avoid the, the potency of those feelings? You just got to have self-control. I mean, it's it was hard for me when I first started. I would probably, like, mint anything I could get, like, back in those PFP projects. And, like, I've definitely had some FOMO, but... Once I learned, like, some self-control and stuff like that, it's definitely been better. Yeah, how do you how do you sort of, like, deal with that, where you're constantly in the position to maybe, like, uh, 
drop a little bit here and there on um, a new uh, like collection or something or like where you were in a position like to, to sort of get involved with and how you wanted with like whatever project what um what sort of things were important for you with developing that self-control and like what ultimately led to the ability to distinguish between a quality project and something that you would sort of see like you know not a bright future for yeah i mean just doing a lot of research on the project uh talking to a few friends that i have in the space here what are their thoughts on it? And mainly just trusting my gut. Very nice. Um, would you say that like you've you've gotten more sure of yourself as you've gone through your journey um, in collecting? Yeah, a little bit. I would have to say so. Okay. So what are some things that are that are immediately going to be coming next for you, like that, that you want to uh, do for yourself? Um, there are a few one-of-ones that I have on my radar that I want to try to collect, but I'm just trying to build some more ETH before I spend it all. True. And what are, what are some of the, uh, the ways that you've been, like, I, I guess, looking to, to build ETH in these, in these bear market times? Uh, just been getting into pfp projects that'll just for like to get in and out and stuff like that and i have a few of the sold sold a few pieces that i have in my collection but it's always rough doing that but i mean that's what i have to do true when it comes to uh selling is it do you sort of like have a moment of reflection where you look at it like ah does does this align with like me necessarily or is it sort of just something that you kind of approach on like a gut feeling basis? Like how do you, how do you make the decision between what to part with and, and what stays in the collection, you know? Yeah. Usually if I have uh, other pieces from that artist, I'll definitely like sell a piece if I can make some profit. True. I mean, I think that's always nice, but then, yeah, True. it's mostly like a gut feeling. How do you feel about um, the relationship between artists and, and their reactions between, like, if someone decides to sell or, or hold their, their artwork forever? Um, I think the artist should be okay with it, personally. I mean, the collectors are spending their own money purchasing the piece. Right. No, I, I definitely agree with you on that. I think it really uh, should be, like, if someone is in the opportunity to, to better their lives by being able to give that work to someone else who wanted it what's what's the problem there yeah but i mean there are a few people that just purchase things and like try to flip it like not even like 10 minutes after that, oh well yeah, that's not that's a good look yeah no nah, we hate that yeah. um i see pinned at the top we actually have um null's edition from earlier today i picked one of those up i was very happy to do so i really love that uh that piece if you wouldn't mind maybe talking about it a little bit Oh, I thank you, sirs. Oh, no yeah, problem. thank you. Um, the piece uh, is—it's kind of serious, but it's also like the normal Fediverse world where it's just whatever kind of chill vibes. Um, but it's kind of like how talking about how I've never really done therapy, um, and so I, like I wrote—I wrote an article and stuff about that. Um, so that, that's like the sappy part of it, which I suck at talking about. But yeah. Um, but I also did like a, a virtual world and stuff for it that you can actually sort of like walk around and uh, sort of visit, which is a lot of, a lot of fun. Um, and I've been like chilling in there all day with, uh, like a bunch of different people. So it's been cool. 
No, you've read a lot of these articles. Do you feel like that in your way is your uh, a sort of therapy like form for you in in a, in a sense? Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Um, I think it's easier for me to like write it out um, instead of telling someone else. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it just flows a lot better, I think. Sure. And you also sort of have the time and opportunity to like edit what you're trying to say. You're not really like, you know, speaking live to someone where you might jumble up your words or, or misspeak. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm definitely good at jumbling up the words. <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I feel you on that one, King. It's uh, it's tough getting the, the right senses out of the word soup sometimes. But... uh. Do you uh do you feel that like there there definitely is an importance between like mentally checking in with yourself and and a pursuit of understanding to to live a better life? Yeah, I think I think just general health and is like a major thing that that shouldn't be neglected. Um, True. And and maybe it's only me, but um, I find to neglect it a bit when like hyper focusing on like art and social media. Um, where I just like don't take care of myself as much, um, so I, I try I try to break out of that. Um, but yeah, health is is a major priority for sure. Yeah, I get that absolutely. All right, well, everyone, thank you so much for being here. We've been here a little bit over an hour now with our. Uh, Featured guest, the wonderful uh, Selwab, who has not only uh, been a great collector, but definitely brought people together in the space. And we're very grateful for the time that you've spent answering our questions tonight. Um, for anyone who missed any part of the questions uh, or the interview, we will have uh, this available on our YouTube channel in the not so distant future, um, where you'll be able to stream back any of the uh part of the interview you might want to listen to whether you're doing the dishes or just hanging out or trying to catch up and you, you need something to listen to um we're always really happy to have these amazing conversations with uh, our favorite people in the space so again thank you uh wob for being here and uh yeah this has been a great time yeah thank you for having me real fun yeah no problem um if anybody else would like to come up we might start winding things down uh, I got some some auctions I got to prepare myself for this evening. Got to make sure that I set those up before um, before nine o'clock. So if anybody has any questions uh, or anything that they want to say, please feel free to come up. Definitely been uh, very grateful that we got Null, Jordan, Kane up here so far. I saw Earth request earlier, but then got shy and decided against it and review re- removed their request. But you know that's fine. It's whatever. Uh, Kane, you got your hand up. What's going on? How many uh, pieces do you have up for auction this evening? Oh, there's going to be five. So it's it's been a, a, a wave each week. I've, d- I've been doing five uh, live auctions for just an hour. And it's it's been a really exciting uh, thing, honestly. I think that, like, you really only see uh, action in auctions between, like, the beginning and the end, unless you're someone who's got, like, a crazy popping uh, following. So I've just been doing these these short little batch auctions that have been a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to that again. But yeah, just just another five pieces tonight, and then another five pieces. Uh, I might take a break next week because I will be in Art Basel, and I don't necessarily want to have to arrange my Friday night about figuring out what I'm going to do uh, in person. But uh, other than that, yeah, just these two waves left. The the first two have uh, 
thankfully both sold out. So I'm very excited to uh, uh, get these guys out there and then also have the reveal spaces on Sunday where I break down uh, all of the symbolism and stuff. So thanks so much for uh, asking about that. Appreciate it. Uh, Jordan, do you got anything coming out in the in the near future that you've been excited for that may be a little bit uh, bigger in, in scope? I know you had some projects that you couldn't talk about directly, but if there was anything that you might be able to tell us about that you're just looking forward to, I'm sure we'd all appreciate it. Um, Yeah, besides, besides the Monday drop for the archives, um, I'm releasing the ashtrays that I was talking about, just a lot of physical stuff. I'm not sure if anybody here is interested in or partakes in smoking, but like oh, I'm interested in the Astra. That sounds dope. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love, I love uh, making things. I have a 3D printer, and I've just been spending a lot of time messing with it. So yeah, I'm just excited to really like finally release these toys and ashtrays and things like that. I I think that's just. Again, one of my favorite things about this whole space in general is just seeing artists have the opportunity to explore so many different things that they never had to, like, not too long ago. Like, it, just to have the the facilities and, and the opportunity to explore these different physicals and, and cool experimental things is, is just truly, like, one of the most beautiful things I can think of. All right, everyone. Well... It's a it's quarter after the top of the hour. So um if no one else has any questions, Selwab, thank you so much again. Um but yeah, final questions, get them in now or forever hold your peace. Selwab, if there's anything that you didn't have the opportunity to speak about tonight, um you have the final word. No, just thanks for everyone for coming out here and asking me questions. It was great. Hell yeah. Well, um, you are always welcome back. If you ever have something more specific you want to talk about in the future or maybe hold some sort of like collector and uh, artist panel thing where we have both people up on stage talking about both sides of issues or, or what are our favorite things about collecting in general. Well, Jordan, you got your hand up. What's going on? Real, real quick question before... Uh... We leave this space for you, Selwab, and just anybody who's interested in answering. What is the best song you've listened to today? I'm very curious. Like, absolute oh. number one right now in your mind. Let you me know, know, I haven't listened to it yet today, but probably when I get out of this space, I'll put my headphones in to to do some drawing. I just finished painting uh, my other Gucci loafer that I'm going to be wearing to to Miami. I got the, the custom red and yellow uh, Gucci loafers. They look pretty sick. They were initially started by uh, Sabrina down in the crowd, and then I finished them because I was like, damn it, I really want to wear these. So I, w I wasn't going to let them not be finished. But uh, the song that I will be listening to is Punch Out by Spell Jordan. Okay. It is, it is a very infectious song. In a Sentimental Mood by John Coltrane is what I've been listening to. Ooh. Fucking banger. That's a state banger, dude. <laughs> dude, love me some Coltrane. All right, everybody. Well, from all of us here at Burrito Dow, if there are no further questions, I think that's a wrap. All right. All right, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your evening. 
Have a, Have great a good Saturday night. night. Peace. See you.